time. And they will. <laughs> and then I will throw the main power switch, which will activate the magnetic creeple energizer. <laughs> and that'll release the incredible power of the Protoss. And with the aid of my villainous henchmen, <laughs> I can control the minds of 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 I can He's like one of the proud dudes. Yeah, he's some hairy dude on the west side. Did they turn oh, him nice. loose with no bail, just like they seem to be doing all of them? And their mom, into their moms, let their mom drive him home? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. The, I think this guy's in, I think he's in D.C. now. I don't think he's up here. Okay. Yeah. But, their moms, yeah. Will, uh, their moms yeah, will keep an eye on him. Right, send him a box <laughs> of Snickers. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, so I, re- I met Rat and all those guys back then. And then uh, I've been down to Florida a couple times to play shows and stuff. Okay, uh, nice. I met like Gavin and um, Betty. Oh yeah, uh, Betty. Uh, Betty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was so a, they, yeah. a guest, previous guest. Yeah, and they've come through town, so we set up shows because I'm in a duo that's similar to uh, what they do in Holly Hunt. So deafening, we you're shows in a deafening, here and there. You're in a deafening duo. Yeah, <laughs> we're not is, a lot of those guys. Yeah, we're pretty. Is that us. duo? Is that duo called Turd? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. So let's just uh, let's jump into it, and we'll do the episode, and we'll chat some more, and we'll just do okay. it. Okay. All right. Welcome, everyone. This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elbow. And here we are again. Uh, Barry, we got some new uh, uh, patrons to we talk sure about. Did. We, yes, we did. We got Mr. Joe Urjavec. Yep. And uh, Stephen Rock, we could mention again just because he has that awesome name, Stephen Rock. So, exactly. uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, and Stephen, uh, welcome to the uh, Patreon that record got me high family. And uh, Barry, if they want, if you, if uh, uh, any other listener out there wants to support us and become a patron, uh, where do they go? They go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh, and you'll be presented with a variety of low cost options to support our podcast on a monthly basis. There you go. And uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, and we appreciate that. Uh, all our patrons, and we are talking to a patron tonight, uh, because our uh, our special guest tonight is has been a patron of the show for like a year now, right, Joe? Yeah. I think this is coming yeah, on probably, to the yeah. year anniversary. And we really appreciate you, and we'd like to welcome the show Mr. Joe Tunis. Is that how we pronounce your yep. name? Yes, Tunis. Yep. Okay. All right, uh, Joe. You so you're the owner. You have your own uh, record label, uh, a Carbon Records, correct? Yeah, yeah. I've been running that since '94, uh, I think. 
Oh, wow. That's nice. a long yeah. time. All right. Yeah. yeah. Carbon Records and also the drummer for the, we were just talking about the band Turd. Yeah, man. With two U's, right? Uh, are there uh, any, are there any um, you got any umlauts or just the U's? No, it's, it's Finnish, so it's just double, double <laughs> uh, vowels. Well, well, what double does vowels. Turd mean in Finnish? Poop. No. <laughs> now our old band so the the other guy in the band with me is Nuge. His last name is Nuja and uh he's Finnish of course. And um all the bands the band the previous name we had was Hilka, which is a Finnish woman's name. It's okay. actually his mom's name. So we kinda when we went from a trio to a duo we renamed and kinda <laughs> I don't know. When yeah, sure. I understand. Good. Beavis yeah. and Butthead, you watch some old 90s cartoons <laughs> exactly. and were like, turd. Yeah. yeah. It's actually really cool. It's a cool name for a I band. Think so. It's good. Yeah, I like it. I agree. It. Uh, and you also, you have a radio show? Is this correct? Yeah, I do. Yeah. We have a low powered FM station here in town that we uh, we just hit our five year anniversary. Awesome. And um, nice. yeah, so uh, I've been Re- Real radio. There. Real actual is, yeah. radio station. Yep. Yeah. Low powered FM. Uh, you know, once they opened those licenses up years ago, a couple opened up in town, and uh, some guys I didn't know somehow uh, approached me, and they're like, "Hey, you want to do a show?" I'm like, "No, I have no time." And then about a day went by, I'm like, "Yeah, all what right, the I'm fuck's wrong with me?" Yes, exactly. I know. Of, <laughs> so, of course you have. Of course you have time. Yeah, yeah please. Blast. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So that's in Rochester, right? This is Rochester, yep. New York. Uh, yep. 104. What is it? 104.3 FM. Yep, that's it. Rochester, yeah. and what's the name of the show? Uh, my show is called Numbers. Eins, awesome. zwei, drei, vier, four, six, <laughs> yeah. Eight. All right, so, so we'll uh, yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it uh, at the end of the show. If, if you're still, if we're still on speaking terms, we'll uh, we'll yeah, plug it. Gonna, we'll talk. We haven't had let, we're, we haven't had that happen yet, and it's not going to. Well, happen, Joe, so. that's true. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, no, no, Joe. So far, Joe seems like a very amiable guy. So I think this. Is oh, be you good. know what? We are doing. What's that record we're doing? What it's not really a record. What we're doing next week? Oh, <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> that might we're end badly. Hamilton. That, that <laughs> no. might end badly. It's my knee. Well, Barry, first of all, have you seen? Have you seen it though? Have you seen Hamilton? I've seen portions of it from on, on yeah. video. It's really. I mean, it's really good. It, it's good, and it's. Uh, there's I don't some know. things it's about the. There's some things about the historical Alexander Hamilton that are distinctly left out. Of that oh well, of, oh gee, uh, do you think so? And that's something that's never happened before. They they never leave stuff out when they do it. it has to be uh, so. Your your historical dramas have to be uh, musicals have to be completely well, it's actually not, it's accurate. It's not that. It's more the, the 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 omission is is rather blinding. But anyway, we'll get to that. I'm not gonna divulge anymore. <laughs> oh, God, I'm already I'm already dreading this. Uh, all right, that's for another. Good, uh, that's for good, another. Good. <laughs> oh Jesus! You had a chance to change um, your mind and didn't happen so uh, all right uh she is my niece that's a guest I don't know. forget I'm so, not all right, right. I'm not who who's uh whose daughters did that one show with you guys it was rob my right? daughter that, that was my daughter's that uh was your daughter, taylor yeah. the taylor swift episode yeah yeah i like that i i didn't like that record at all but um yeah. i liked that episode a lot it was kind of it was entertaining oh and, uh, well, awesome or, thank you and then bill's you know bill orcott's episode with the billy eilish record which is actually really good yeah legendary uh, yeah uh, that's yeah, a legendary thought, uh that record got me high episode <laughs> yeah i thought that was great uh, oh good you know, well thanks i appreciate that yeah we, we both you know that. bill has a i have a daughter around the same age and she turned me on to that record the same way uh, yeah. okay yeah yeah that's uh, that's what happened yeah, there's uh, uh, they yeah, keep playing the trailer for the documentary it's coming out on apple tv 
And it's just like, okay, I mean, we got to watch this. It looks pretty amazing. Just, for, it looks just as amazing for Billie Eilish. There's a oh, documentary yeah. oh, okay, coming out, okay. and the trailer for it is like, just you're like, okay, this is real stuff. So, yeah. all right, I didn't know about that. Uh, okay, but Joe, you you did you actually did something that's that's rare for this show, Joe. You brought a band to that neither I nor Barry I don't think had ever heard of before, right? Right, Barry? I Am I correct? I had heard the name Bardo Pond, probably <laughs> oh, from did. someone in the Gerard Cosloy circle of people yeah. that I interact with. You know, uh, or, okay. or him making a comment. You know, God knows you read so much shit over the years. But I didn't go and listen to Bardo Pond. And uh, right. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I knew. I had a feeling. We haven't discussed this at all, but I had a feeling this would be up, yeah. up your alley, uh, oh, yeah. Barry. And uh, all right, so tell us, Joe, what did you bring? What's the record you brought for us to listen to tonight? Yeah, it's uh, Bardo Pond, and the record is Diley. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, yeah. Their uh, second full length record, third. Um, second on, second, I, I no, saw, maybe, second, maybe second on, on, uh, on, it was on Matador. Their second record right. on Matador. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, lose tra- I, I lose track of their stuff because I've been going back and finding like, Early demos and yeah, because they've been you know, around since, uh, since the nineties, right? Yeah. Early nineties, yeah, yeah. Ninety two uh, is their earliest stuff, yeah. Um, but so I guess I mean, very. Uh, it, 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 it it could be classified as stoner rock. I mean, a yeah, lot of people like, to but call it's all it. <laughs> but you know, space rock pretty much. Like if you put them in the same camp as uh, like Hawkwind and like, um, there's shades of a lot of different stuff in there, but. There um, is, yeah. It's definitely the, a certain kind of thing that um, you can just kind of relax and enjoy. Um, and it's heavy, but it's also melodic, and they got you know a great vocalist. And um, yeah, you know, yeah, so- they, they know how to exploit a, a riff <laughs> to, to their advantage for sure. Yes, and and so I hear yeah. For more modern uh, touchstones, I hear like uh, Godspeed You, Black yeah, Emperor, yeah, sure. little, uh, yeah. My Bloody Valentine, yeah, and Sonic Youth. Uh, the Sonic the, Youth. She for sounds sure, a little yeah. like Kim when she sings, but also at times. Um, right, at times. You yeah. know, um, I went and listened to because they kept saying you know the things talking about kept saying Spaceman Three, who I hadn't listened. You know, I listened to back in the eighties, but not in a long time. And I put on a Spaceman 3 record, and that was kind of there, too. But they have their own thing. Um, the, one other thing that they're similar to is, a, um, you know, a uh, this German band called Amon Duel. There's yeah. some similarities there with Amon <laughs> Duel. Um, but still, there's this one footage I watched, and I got to tell you, I was really in the mood for it, and I sent it to Rob. It's a live thing from a psych festival, like a... Uh, like a um, Philadelphia Psych Festival or something like that, Northeast. It's from about 2016. They're playing at Sunset, and they're playing, and it's like the last song in their set. And everything about it, you can just imagine being there and how cool it would be to be there and how amazing it would be. And it's exactly what I needed in the midst of this goddamn fucking pandemic to see (laughs) this and be like, just like, yeah, this would be amazing. So, yeah, I was into it. Yeah, I was a little worried, you know, when I picked um, when I picked these guys because I know, you know, your shows are usually lyric centric, right? Yeah. And uh, just because it's, li- you know, sometimes it's hard are... to talk about. It's sometimes it's yeah, hard yeah. to talk about, not necessarily. We just, you know, we're lazy and it's easier for us, basically. Yeah, right. 
um, yeah, and the lyrics are definitely like more of an instrument in most of their their songs. Yeah. you know, the vocals are really more an ins- instrument by Isabel and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've seen them live a couple times, and uh, I think what you describe, you felt, is what it's like. Like yeah. they played, they played the Bug Jar here in town, which is a really small venue, like a couple hundred people fit in it. Okay, and um, they played it before this record came out, so it was probably um, it was like '99, and I think they played maybe a year before that too. Okay, and just blew everyone away. Yeah. like I knew who they were. They, yeah, you know, they had a couple things out. Um, handful of people knew who they were, and everyone else was just regulars at the bar who would go to see anybody play, <laughs> right. and they just floored everybody. Yeah, um, you know, and. And then even afterwards, I talked to those guys like years later. I got to know them, and they were like, "Those are two of the best shows we've ever put on. Mm. Like, it was just ah, okay. super small venue, and you know, they fill the whole thing up and kind of that's great. In it. Yeah. That's great. I always loved. I love that when uh, when a band comes through town, and they play, and then there's sometimes with, with, they just blow everyone away, and like yeah. everyone's like dumbfounded. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that really is awesome. Yeah. So this, I, I could tell. Um, this is Joe. This is. This is the kind of stuff you're into. This is obviously up, up your alley. Um, but when uh, is is this? Uh, were you into these guys like like early on in the early nineties? Well, yeah, or when he saw them, he saw them in the late nineties. So yeah, he must have been. Right? Yeah, yeah. I got the first thing I got from them. Um, I think I I think I did the Patreon. Uh, this single got me high for maybe. It was called Dragonflies, the seven inch that. Uh, they put out in 94 oh uh, my god yeah oh that's right, that's I, right. Yeah. yeah oh right. my god <laughs> yep and and literally like when you guys when the when your podcast first like i first came about i don't know how i came about it um but the title of it you know i don't i don't smoke pot but the title of it was like oh that's yeah that's how i feel when i listen to that seven yeah. inch. like when i yeah. bought that seven inch i would put it on yeah and the way the drummer at the time was joe culver and he has a way of like playing kind of behind things. Yeah. And everything kind of warbled. And every time I'd listen to the record, I felt <laughs> drunk. And I'd yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. sober. And I'd feel drunk listening yeah. to this stuff, two right. songs. Right. And I'm like, this is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they definitely have a, I mean, their song titles, a lot of them reference psychedelic. Yeah, Drugs. every yeah every full length uh, title I think is a reference, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, right because dilates what happens when you you know ingest something. Your eyes your eyes dilate. Um, and but there's a I think they know. I mean the thing about it is to play music like this. I couldn't do this because you have to be really patient. Yes, I was just thinking that, Barry. Uh, yeah, I was thinking I'm that a same Phil, thing. I'm yeah. a Phil, I remember the, in the Iggy Pop documentary, he was talking about James Williamson, and he said, James Williamson is like a dog sniffing around to find any empty space to fill, and he's going to fill it up. And that's kind of how I am. It's like I'm a space filler. I'm the co- color commentary. And musically, in groups I play in, this is not like that. This is slow burn. It, yeah, extremely. Yeah. They're extremely patient, and and it's so rewarding because yeah. it's 
it's one of those things where it sounds easy to do, like, oh, they're just sort of r- ripping mm, doing it on the yeah. spot, but it's not no. because you just have to, you have to be patient and you have to let things develop and they have to be, in- they have to be interesting or else it just gets boring. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so it's, and yeah. this is done what they do, however you want to describe what this, these guys do, they do it really well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, ever, people, when they see abstract painting, they're like, that's easy. Anybody can do that. <laughs> and you're like, no. Nope, sure, pal. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got, right? Give now, us your uh, best. Show me what you got, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, so, Joe, so I guess the, the two main guys are uh, brothers, the two guitar players, right? Michael Gibbons and John Gibbons. Yep. Uh, now, just for me not knowing anything about them, but it sounds to me like a lot of the songs are sort of improvised on the spot or that's how they do them. You, you may know more. Is that the case for a lot of their records and for what they do? You know, I, I've always, I've never really talked. I, you know, like I said, I've gotten to know these guys a little bit over the years. I've put out some stuff by them. Um, I've never really talked to them about how they put their stuff together, but I have right. an idea that like their proper releases, what I call the proper releases, yeah, the ones right. on like labels, yeah. bigger labels, are definitely like songs, right? I mean, right. there's some like there's some like improv-y, loopy, more atmospheric stuff on those. But that's where like the songs usually appear, and then they they usually put out some of their own stuff. And it used to be, you know, they record. They have this house in Philly called the Lemur House, um, <clears throat> where they like jammed and maybe lived at one point. It was in like Fishtown, I think. Okay. I don't know if you know Philly at all, but Fishtown used to be a really crappy part of Philly. Now it's like Brooklyn. Of course, um, it's yeah. like Brooklyn too. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a jam house there, and that's where they started recording all these like self-release CDRs and stuff like that and that stuff was the more you know abstract atmospheric and that I'm sure is jams uh, improv and maybe even like the album stuff probably comes about that way like you know they sit around and jam on a a hook for a while and then they start you know developing some things around it That's that's how Can would put their records together they would sit they would play for hours, and then I think Jackie Liebeside or, or uh, uh, Holger Tsuki would would go through the tapes, and they and then they would assemble an album out of stuff that they did, yeah. and then they would go out learn live it. and play the stuff that they had assembled from. You know, then they had play the record in a in a form as well. So, but it did start off as like just improvisation, and they would copy, you know, cut stuff up into. Uh, uh, um, and Miles Davis did the same thing with his records, so you know, it's a it's a known technique. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's start. Let's now. So uh, because of the nature of it and everything, this it, it's kind of a hard band to do it because the, it really just playing like bits and snippets it doesn't do it justice because it does. You know, so many of these songs just have these slow builds and they take a long time. But I, I definitely encourage every uh, anyone listening who thinks this sounds cool uh, which it really is to dig deeper and actually listen to it but I, I, I you know we, we sort of figured out some starting points of some of these songs where we could just get you can get like a little flavor of what's going on uh, so the first one we got a um, it, it starts out with an instrumental which is a really slow delicate slow build uh, and it's called uh, Two Planes
It's not easy to play slow like that. For a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A drum, for a drummer, especially, to be able to play slow in time like that is, that's, you know, not a lot of drummers can do that well. Yeah. That's, uh, so yeah, these, I had to kind of go back and figure out when the change happened. So their first, well, the first drummer, I don't think I ever met, and I don't know if he's on any records, and their main drummer, the, what I call their first main drummer was Joe Culver. And this is when he was sort of not touring with the band anymore because he's like going back to grad school. Yeah. But he's he's on this record and he plays on that track. So like he plays on like a couple of tracks on this and then their their new live drummer at Farnsworth started playing on this. Yeah. And Joe's definitely like the sort of looser Yeah. You know, playing behind. He's the guy that the made guy. you made you feel like he, he, the room was spinning a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool yeah. track. And the heaviness, you know, eventually, of course, it does get very heavy, and the and the um, you know, the violin is perfect for this. It is, and 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 music like this, it it, it um, it's it, it's amazing to me how something that's just instrumental and a simple descending riff, how there is so much emotion and drama sort oh, yeah. of built into it. Like yeah. you could you could sort of bring it like you listen to it and you get yourself in a state and it's like you 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 sort of uh, you know bring it uh, to it. You like you like you like uh, fill in the pieces. Like instead of someone, you know, singing over it or telling oh, yeah, you what sure. it's about, you sort of fill oh, yeah. it in yourself you know, and music, it's great. Music it's well, Rob, you know, you and I've discussed that's how jazz is. Once you learn the vocabulary of jazz, All right. that's well, what it's about. Let's not get carried, uh, let's not get carried away now, Barry. Uh, that's a bingo. Your blind thing. spot is not my problem, just so we're clear. Uh, the, uh, okay. You know, that these, these guys covered, so for like three record store years in a row, they put out these cover EPs. And I think, <laughs> I, I seem like I'm stalking these guys and you guys with the this record. The, the cover got me high, did, or did I dream that? No, you, I think because I picked one of theirs too. Probably. For I that. Think, oh, you know, that's was, right. You know, we're so embarrassed. It so goes, no, the stuff goes. It, it goes by so quickly. It that, does. You're that right. I'll the like, cover I'll, version. I mix the episode. I I, I <laughs> upload it. I exactly. listen to it to make sure I didn't totally fuck anything up. <laughs> and then basically, it's like a War, Warner Brothers cartoon and the Roadrunner, and uh-huh. you know, pew, like you're off to the next. <laughs> the thing there's very little time for um uh post episode introspection it's all about like yeah, you know, you know keep rolling but so yes. what was it uh, the, the cover so what did you it what was, was maggot brain oh so, that's so they right. covered maggot brain and like if you you know what yeah what you were just describing is kind of how that song true yeah too. Like, true yeah this crazy emotion that comes along yeah even not yes. no, like i the first time i heard maggot brain was the cover of these guys did and i'm like what the hell is this and then i look it up i'm like <laughs> yeah, what? it's a like, funkadelic oh yeah, yeah I, right i never and then i talked to my buddies and they're like you're an idiot why don't you know that uh, <laughs> yeah you know though welcome to my world joe welcome yeah, to my world. Thing, though. <laughs> it's a big world out there and you can't you can't know everything and you know that's just how it is and it's good because right. you can be surprised and if you know everything you're never surprised but right you know yeah. bardo so then I was surprising and, and good and great yeah when I went and read about the recording of that track and how he instructed a guitar player, like the emotion to right. try to evoke, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's why like, that track kills like that, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. It's not by uh, accident. Yeah. All right, so so now we get the second track, and it opens surprisingly with acoustic guitars, and it, 
And they use acoustic guitars very, very well on this record too. It's not all just these, uh, you know, the distorted guitars or the pedals. They also use, you know, you know, clean guitars and acoustic, uh, and it, and it all works really great. And then they also do stuff with. It, Isabel, I, uh, did we name the singer what her actual whole name is? Uh, the singer, Isabel. Uh, yeah, uh, Solenberg. Solenberger. <laughs> the, that looks good to me. Solenberger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isabel Solenberger. Uh, she also plays flute, violin. But yeah, they 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 do some stuff with her vocals where they treat it or they uh, double it, and it's and it's great. It's really effective uh, to. Uh, just to just to giving it also that sort of warbly off quality, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the second one is called Sunrise. When words turn to So, so yeah, Joe, like you were saying, the, the lyrics are kind of secondary, literally, literally but, atmospheric, literally. Right. But they're still, but they're really good though. They're, they're, they're still good. They're a poetry, very, very poetic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, I like what she keeps coming to watching it happen. This yeah. one to me, I feel like this is just about laying back and observing like being an observer and that's kind of like what i feel like like listening to this record you almost feel like like you could almost picture uh like you said barry that that video of them playing when the oh, sun's yeah. going the down sun and everything going down. It's you know? perfect yeah the, yeah. You know, the, the golden hour you know that's what the it just um you know just is uh magic you know it's really really yeah. really amazing well the track is called sunrise it is. There you go. Right. <laughs> Look at that. I see a, right, lot, I see about, a lot more sunsets than sunrises. So Right. But, we, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, like, it's coming and you're just sitting and you have to wait. You have to wait for it. You know? yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm yeah. usually half asleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so this next one, uh, this is what I was talking about before. It's got that, that clean, starts out with that really clean 
folky, almost like a folky guitar sound. And uh, this one definitely reminds me uh, of like a low-key Sonic Youth song. Yeah. At, yeah. at, at first, at first, and uh, and then it just sort of uh, again, you know, it, it 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 kind of morphs into something else, into this extended jam. Uh, but let's listen to a little bit of Inside. Definitely a little psychedelic journey going on in this one lyrically. Um, I have to say, yeah. it's opening up inside, outside. There's a place opening up, not for the faint of heart, for those who came all this way with the clouds in their eyes. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> now the truth is, I don't know. These guys may not be that. That all may be a. Uh, uh, just a, an image thing. I don't know that they're. They certainly seem to be able to keep their shit together over a long period of time. So they're certainly not debilitated if they're using, you know, uh, uh, psychedelic substances. They certainly uh, um, have a, a, you know, a tenacity that belies any sort of, um, you know, being drug damaged. Right. Right. Yeah, maybe they maybe they sing about psychedelics, but they really just smoke pot. Maybe you know. Yeah, well, it's definitely got that. Fi- I mean, this reminds. I don't smoke weed anymore either, but this definitely reminds me of. Oh yeah, well that was what I felt like when I watched that thing, the sunset show, in, from 2015 or 2016. I was like, oh yeah, if I was really stoned and watching this, I would be fucking in heaven um, because it was just perfect, and it had that perfection that sometimes a you know a couple of hits. Yeah. Will, couple of hits will put you right there yeah i like i said when i've seen them live you get the perfect amount of couple beers in you yeah right <laughs> like right that perfect right. perfect level of buzz and they yeah. were just 
killer, you know. Yeah. Um, and you want them, you know. Some uh, there's bands, you know. I've seen a, a couple of bands that I just love, but I don't want to see them for more than an hour. Like more than an hour is a little <laughs> too much, maybe. Even right. if I love the band, you know. Yeah. These guys I could watch for hours. Yeah. I'd be able uh, to watch it for hours. And okay. Let them just jam. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I see that. Yeah. All right, so this next one gets a little. Uh, it, 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 it's cool. I feel like they do put um, put thought into the songs and the themes because what this song is called to me, it I feel like is what it kind of sounds like, like what it might feel like. Uh, it's called aphasia, and aphasia is the the loss of uh, loss of ability to understand or express speech. Uh, and it um, that must be uh, like if someone has a stroke or something, it happens, and it must be a very unsettling feeling. Yeah. And I get I get a very unsettling feeling when I listen to this <laughs> one here. Uh, so let's listen to a little bit of a patient. So yeah, you you definitely get this kind of unsettled vibe uh, going on there, right? Yeah, the drummer gets things get a little sideways there, and then they bring it back, which is um, kind of great to leave on your record when the everybody gets out of sync, and then everybody comes back in sync, and then the vocals start right up with this some um, slightly disturbing little uh, set of four lines when the one with wings black hole soul comes to visit lay back your head yeah that's not creepy that's not creepy and on, this like is on a- one yeah this is and on this one she especially sounds like a younger the young kim gordon sonic youth circa you know 81 82 that that uh when she was a youngster she's got that sort of same tonality in her voice yeah that, those lines sound like burrows, like a yeah, <laughs> creepy, right, exactly, you know, cre- right. creepy bugs is gonna yeah, crawl true, up in you. right, exactly, right. just get, and just get, don't fight it, let just yeah. let it go, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. What uh, another thing I appreciate about them is that uh, although a lot of their stuff is noisy, it's never 
unpleasant. It's never that un- unpleasant noise because I like you know I like noisy stuff. And I know uh, uh, Joe, you were talking. We were talking about our uh, mutual friend. Rat Bastard, Mr. Rat Bastard has been a, a, a guest a couple times on our show, but uh, he, he has the uh, International Noise Fest uh, every year, and uh, yeah, some some of the stuff uh, is is just like straight on noise, and, and that's not my jam, that's not what I'm into, but uh, sure. like I said, with this, there's always just something there where it's not a wholly, you know, the noise comes in, but it's not a wholly unpleasant noise. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I, I, um, I, you know, I have friends who aren't really into music as much as I am, and they're always like, "What's your favorite band?" And I'll, I'll mention <laughs> these guys or the Dead Sea. Um, you know, I usually say, "You're not going to know who they are." And you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're real cool." <laughs> I'm like, "No, it's just, I'm sorry, you just won't." Right? You so ask, I my, you ask a guys. question. Do you want the answer or not? Right? Exactly. <laughs> right. So I'll mention these guys, and in fact, this summer, you know, doing a lot of outdoor, of course, um, fire yeah. pits. And they're like, hey, why don't you put on Baropan? We want to hear it. And they thought it was the weirdest, noisiest thing in the world. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this yeah. is normal to me. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know? right, yeah. there's, but there's, there's much weirder, noisier stuff oh, than yeah. this out there. Right. Yeah, they have no idea. Well, they have exactly. no idea. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We so should, well, before we go to break, the Baropan apparently uh, is comes from the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Uh, it's something that's mentioned in there. So... Um, <laughs> They're definitely yeah, referencing some of that. Uh, yeah, bardos are, uh, what, transitions, I think, from one realm to another right, or something like that? Right, Yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, nice. But Bardo, right, yeah. Bardo appears in a Bowie lyric. Uh, I'll see you on the next... Uh, see you on the next Bardo. When's that oh, from? Go. It's from one of his early lyrics. So, he was hip. Oh, of course. Uh, he was the hippest. All right, so let's take a little break. We're talking to you, uh, Joe Tunis, about Bardo Pond Dilate. We will be back in a minute. landline with him uh well he's an old man um <laughs> joe you must be younger if you weren't if you didn't know much about him you must be younger though uh right how, how old are you 50 
Oh, you are fifty. Well, yeah, that's six years. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Well, then shame. Well, then shame on you for not knowing me. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those things. There's, I know there's bands that you guys talk about, and I'm like, man, there's just those few years that are different. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's true. Was, like, it's true. Yeah. I wasn't so growing up in Scranton. I wasn't exposed to really anything. My older brother worked at a record store, a mall record store, and like exposed me to all this shit. Right. And like, yes, but nine oh two, nine oh one two five, and Genesis, but like. Genesis, Genesis, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all the reboots, yeah. all the reboots right. of those prog and you know yeah. um, English bands and stuff. So I right. wasn't, I wasn't exposed to any of that until I got to college up here in Rochester. Um, so I had a lot of catching up to do, and there's just huge gaps in my, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good because, right. like I said, it's because then, then you can always be surprised. Like if you if you're jaded and be like, eh, yeah, I've heard of them, and but it's like you know, I, you know. Early Pink Floyd is something I just got into finally, you know, five years ago. Right. I started tracking down all the early records. You know, they're all getting repressed and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, well, Piper is definitely my is my favorite. I mean, that sounds so fucking hipster, but yeah. Piper is. Like, if <laughs> well, I'm gonna, you're, if, you're if, hipster, if I'm going to sit down and listen to it, well, the truth is, I'm going to stand and listen to Pink Floyd record. That's the one I'm going to put on because yeah, it's just got this purity to it and this weirdness and. That, uh, I got a I got a dad friend here in town, and well, there's a couple dads I kind of know some of them, and they're in like a cover band. Yeah. They do like benefits and stuff like that, you know, raise money, and they do a Pink Floyd cover thing. And he was telling me this. I'm like, oh, do you play a lot of stuff off Pipers? <laughs> and he just looked at me. He's like, no, yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, That's it's awesome. all yeah, it's all like <laughs> the walls, breaking the right, wall. Anyway. Of course, of yeah, course. Exactly. And people are going and people are going apeshit when they're playing that. Of course, yeah. They are. Dad's, Dad's playing Pink Floyd. You can't beat it. <laughs> All right. We are back. This is That Record Got Me High. We are talking to Joe Tunis about Bardo Pond. And we're up to song number five. Let's listen to a little bit of Favorite Uncle. That's just, it's so, it's really good. And I, I just, I love how it's got this, 
the, the whole first three minutes is just this really pretty acoustic acoustic thing and then just like like more than halfway into the song finally the you know the 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 drums guitar electric guitars and bass kick in and then it just gets like really gorgeously noisy and it's just it's just really great Take this wire, take this nail, and the wire that kills it. Wire flies, and it's all what what it spoke for, and it's all what it spoke for. What is here, like your favorite uncle? So we've got some 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 koans going there uh, in the uh, to go with the Bardo Pond, in uh, um, lyrically, just to set a mood, you know. Take this wire and the nail that drives it. Wire flies, water flows. Now what is here? That what is here, and it's all what it spoke for. Um, yeah. Who's writing the lyrics? Any idea? I, I mean, I've always assumed. Um, well, I'm looking at the the liner notes. Uh, it looks like Isabel writes most of them, but then like Clint wrote. Oh, Clint wrote this one. In fact, favorite uncle. So Clint. Okay. Yeah, Clint Takeda is the uh, the bass player. Okay. And he does he does bass and he'll do like uh, synth kind of noise stuff as well, like a lot of effects and stuff on certain tracks. Yeah, well, um, it's yeah, it's a record you put on and just you know lay back on the couch. It's a good head. It's a really good headphone record. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, driving really good driving at night record too. That's when yeah. I would look to it a lot, like driving uh, driving at night. Get into yeah. a, you know, go out in a blizzard like you guys. <laughs> <talking about. laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a good record. Not a good record for family Thanksgivings, probably. You know. No, no. They put turn this shit off. What the hell? What, what is <laughs> wrong with Uncle uh, Uncle Joe? We're, we're gonna get to it, but I've got I've gotten my uh, so my wife and my kids they they are they listen to Bardo Pond whether they oh, want to or not. Okay. Uh, whether they want yeah. to or not. That's but a my good, yeah. uh, my wife's a fan though. So, like she's she saw I think both of the local shows, and then we were we just happened to be in Texas on like a road trip we took years ago pre kids, and uh, happened to be in Houston. And I look on a gig poster. I'm like, "Hey, Bardo Pond's playing in town tonight." Ooh. So, <laughs> or it was Austin, not Houston. Uh, so we went to see them, and they're like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Because yeah. I kind of knew them at that point. And I'm like, "Right, uh, just happenstance." Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, yeah, she digs them too. Yeah. Very nice. good. Right. I can't do that with the kids anymore, though. Damn. <laughs> Such a buzzkill. Um, all right. So I, I imagine Barry. There's probably a lot of alternate uh, tunings going on. I I, I mean. Uh, uh, do, do you think there were there? Uh, I think there's. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything super radical, like you know, Sonic Youth level going on. I right. think there's some detuned and some maybe yeah. some open tunings um, stuff. To, yeah. You know, you can you can you can do a lot with very well, simple next, modifications. This next one, which is like another one of their slow build instrumental thing, uh, uh, I believe there is some alternate tunings on this I'll one here. You, I'll, fi- I'll I'll see if I can't figure out what it is. I'll tell you <laughs> okay, it's called it is called Swig.
top two strings are tuned in unison. It's the it's the Lou Reed trick you used to do in the Velvet Underground. You take the high E string and you tune it down to B, and then you get this drone thing that's that gives you a, a totally different sound. I, I think yeah, I think he yeah yeah I, I think they they do that a lot with the uh, with the two strings. But I gotta doubling. say, you know, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but my musical touchstone for this track and the vibe of this track is definitely um, Jandek. Does that seem legit? Oh. Huh. Like, I can picture Jandek, the way yeah. he's playing the acoustic guitar on this, I'm like, oh, if, if it was a lot less tuneful and there was some moaning going on, it would be a Jandek track. Yeah, it, it kind of always gave me kind of a broken Eastern kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, where it's like not an Eastern instrument, but it's kind of, you know, you, you, you going sort that of tune that oh, way. Yeah, and, sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Um, it just something about the way he was hitting the guitar was yeah, kind of uh, hard, like a percussive. And, and it yeah. just—I was like, man, this sounds like Jandek. Um, yeah. Jandek is also <laughs> who Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth hijacked some of his vocal style from our, our friend um, from uh, Corewood Records. Jandek. Yeah. Have you guys done a Jandek record? We have not, and that would be a fucking hoot. I've been looking for someone to do Jan, a Jandek record, and I've been looking for someone to talk about um, Philosophy of the World by Shags, and I have not oh, found anyone. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, maybe, so, maybe when I'm sick or something, you can do that. Yeah. I wonder, uh, Tom, you know Tom Carter from the Chair Lamedays? I don't. Uh, he's, they were a Houston, like, um, God, I don't even know how to describe it, like droney improv okay. thing. Uh, he's He's gone around a bunch like moving around and i know he had like he just sold or was trying to sell his entire janet collection which i think was everything yeah well that's a lot <laughs> and of he records. would only sell it as one lot yeah you yeah. gotta buy all he wouldn't of it. break it up yeah and we're like oh my god dude like yeah. what are you gonna do with that but uh, yeah he's the one guy that i know has the most <laughs> so, i remember right. um we digress but whatever we yeah um i remember my friend you know rob's gonna you know, he's going to recognize this name. Billy Taylor ordered this. Uh, bingo. Uh, you, you got your bingo card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Billy Taylor ordered some of those Jandek records out of the back of wherever they were advertised, whatever, you know, whatever magazine it was, you know, was it New York Rocker or wherever he was doing, you would see these little, you know, like two by two ad and um, he would get them and we would put them on and just be like mystified <laughs> humorously mystified but also wondering like what in the actual fuck is going on here like, yeah what is the deal and it, of course it took 20 20 years for that to to leak out what it really was you know who the guy was and stuff well yeah i, I, I mean as far as i know he kind of did himself i don't know if yeah, it got leaked right. out beforehand or not i was, he just sort I was of out of himself, disappointed yeah. by it <laughs> well, i mean you know, you know the fact that he you know the fact that he wasn't like a uh the guy from um the movie psycho was okay you know because yeah. that's kind of the vibe you got was like oh i think this guy's probably a serial killer and he puts out records that he sells himself yeah. um and when that turned out not to be true i think that was okay i think it was fine even though the, he, would, sure. he would go play these live shows and be like you know this sounds nothing like the records he put out or anything so right yeah yeah for, uh i know a couple people who got were in his like backing band sure on, a couple of those shows in the UK and stuff like that. Yeah, right. and I was just like, "Oh, that's weird." The backing band, like, yeah, right. you know, like, um, yeah. I, I 
somehow accidentally, I think, bought two of his LPs. Um, <laughs> just because the, cover, the covers were just these, like, yeah. shadowy photos. Yeah. Sure. Right? And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool looking. And I just bought it. Yeah. And you then, like, on, a couple then, years yeah. went by. Yeah. Oh, no. And, like, <laughs> and I hear what, you know, I hear about this Janet guy. And I'm like, geez, that sounds like uh, the yeah. thing I bought. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, flip it over. And yeah, sure enough. There you go. That's like, that's almost like. Uh, you two, the you two record showing up on your iPhone. That's yeah. like, <laughs> I would. You know, I'll, I'll take a Jandek record actually over that. Oh, you do? Of course, you do. I've got a. You, right. I've I, got a thing on one. One final Jandek thing. There's a thing I put on YouTube that I did where I took um, uh, uh, one Jandek album and I, I played all the tracks simultaneously, and I put it up <laughs> and I. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's on YouTube. It's on my YouTube channel. So. Worse than just regular Jandak. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's song number seven. Uh, let's just do this. Another this another one has like this super ominous sounding, and uh, um, let's listen to. It's got an awesome title too. Uh, Despite the roar. sort of some sort of lyrics that have the same sort of charm as uh, um, careful with that axe Eugene um, holy ghosts wrap you in their arms despite the roar at the door holy ghosts you're in their arms a blank stare greets you at the door despite the roar Whole old souls there next door so the, the message to me is don't just don't don't go next door just stay <laughs> stay home yeah. Don't go over there. Hey, Johnny, Johnny, don't don't go over next door. Don't go over there. Usually, usually good advice. Universally good advice. <laughs> yeah, it's not the girl next door. It's the um, Holy Ghosts next door with the blank stairs. Right. I was uh, I was actually going to reach out to Isabella to ask her what some of these lyrics in that. Do it. But oh like, yeah. Not. Hell yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because I, you know, I, it's one of these. Right, I've listened. I listen to like all of their music, kind of all of the time. It's kind of omnipresent. You know, when people ask, 
Yeah, when people ask me what my favorite band is, I'm like, well, I got a couple, and this is one of them, right? Right. Um, and right. I and I have actually have a hard time figuring remembering like what songs on one record because I just sort of listen yeah. to it all so yeah. much. And the lyrics, like I I I think when I sent you guys uh, exactly what record I was definitely going to do, and I'm like, oh, I wonder if the lyrics are online somewhere because they're not in liner notes. Yeah. And uh, and I start reading them. I'm like, I don't think. I mean, I sing along, and I right. I don't, I don't I think even that's know what, what I'm they're saying. saying. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Yeah. yeah. Or or it's words I'm saying, but I don't. I I've never even thought about them because I'm just sort of just in it, and I sort of lose it. Yeah. Um, and right. that song in particular, I annoy my sister, my my daughter when we're driving because I do all those drum fills. Oh yeah, it's got some killer. He, he does yeah. these yeah. really long ones where yeah. he goes like past the bar. You yeah. Know, yeah, right. Yeah, great. Very, yeah. very um, authentically seventies drum fills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So this next one, uh, Sonic Youth. We've mentioned Sonic Youth. This one's definitely got some Sonic Youth vibes from the from just the overall heaviness of it to the way she's singing. Uh, now, what are we calling this? Are we calling this LB or are we calling this Pound? I always assumed it was Pound. Right? That's what I think. Yeah, I'll be period. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. ingredient there that might cause consternation what what i hear is uh yeah sonic youth i hear some maybe some uh, uh some tad some helmet i also hear Soundgarden. that kind of heavy oh mess. yeah okay yeah for sure and not everybody you know Soundgarden is a uh, what do you what do you say there polarizing band because sure um a lot of people think they're too cool to listen to Soundgarden. I, yeah, so I, I got into me I got into like weird music. So um, once I escaped my brother's orbit, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> and no no digs on him, right? He did his best. But uh, I my high school job was in a department store, and the general manager's department store was a music fanatic. Okay. I didn't really know that at the time. So I just noticed he always had all these stacks of tape mixtapes in his office. Yeah. And his office was like six by six, you know, <laughs> crappy yeah. little department right. store in Scranton. Right. And uh, we were cleaning out, um, we were cleaning out the warehouse one day, and he was playing this mixtape, 
Um, and it had like, you know, this is 1987. Okay. So it was like Bubble Surfers, yeah. 50s, Sonic, Sonic Youth, you know. So he started feeding me things to listen to because I was like, you're blowing my mind like with this All stuff. Right. I, I still have that mixtape. Oh, yeah. Um, so Soundgarden, so um, Lauru and Love came out yep. um, right around then, maybe a year later. Yeah. And he, he was like, oh, you should get this. And I listened to it and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? This is 70s rock. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like to me, the first time I heard that, I was like, this is kind of Zeppelin. And I was like, why the hell is anybody doing this? And then a few months went by and I didn't listen to it for a while. A few months went by and it clicked. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I, and then I go yeah. back into their older songs and, and I, I stayed with them for a while after that. Um, yeah. Then they sort of lost me. Um, you know, but, yeah, just yeah. great stuff, though. Like, yeah. Heavy. And yeah, we saw them with the first. They had the. Had a different guy in the band. It's a different bass player, with Japanese bass oh, player. Oh, he was awesome, uh, uh, Yamamoto. Right, we saw them in Tallahassee. Yeah. But this is the heaviness of the riffs, and the, when she starts singing, um, that's just kind of what I get. I mean, if there's a lot of late '80s, early '90s um, cues in that track, um, that uh, the band it's themselves correct. might disavow 100, percent but it's, sure. the, to me, it's there. If you. Uh, Okay. Are you are you guys familiar with uh, like Japanese psych at all? Like heavy Japanese psych? No. So sort maybe. of like Ask the Mother's Temple. I'm sure. Yeah, you've yeah, probably yeah. Heard right. Those guys. Right. So like the main guy in that band, he's been in you know a ton of other Japanese bands, and the the heaviness of that song sounds like that. The Japanese heavy psych is completely overblown, like yeah. Motorhead. Right. Um, oh, right, yeah. right. Well, yeah, so, like, there's also, like, I mean, a Hawkwind. Like, I went back and listened yeah, to, uh, yeah. um, what's that, um, Hawkwind live record, the early one. Space Ritual. I listened to some of that today, and there's a song called uh, uh, Here to Go. Born to Go. And it's, I was like, yeah, okay, they've heard this for sure, because it's got right. that, that drone and that just that patience with, like, this is our this is our riff and this is we're, we're sticking with it and yeah. um, you know that takes up a, a kind of patience and commitment that is completely alien to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, all right. So speaking of that, the, the patience. This next one is it's kind of rare for them because it's a, it's an instrumental that doesn't really build. It just sort of exists as its own little thing. It's got this like measured. Uh, meditation with this like stark hi-hat and then you you for them you 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 expect it to build into something else but it really doesn't and it's actually soothing to me it's very soothing track uh let's listen to a little bit of hum Thank you. 
so that track um, <clears throat> makes me sleepy. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, it's very, and, yeah. Yeah, but the reason why is, um, uh, so my daughter, who's now, uh, what, 19 or something, she was a horrible sleeper when she was a baby. Mm. So this record uh, was around for a while. I took that track and I I made a hour-long remix of it. Yeah, there you go. And, and I would play it on a CD on a timer in her room when she was going to sleep for an hour. And she'd listen to that track for the first three years of her life. Wow. <laughs> every, every night. Well, and, then, uh, and then we what? did the same thing to my son. And really? It, and, it, so, and it worked? It, they, I, it helped because we were always in like kind of loud, creaky houses. Yeah. So at least it kind of like blocked out Muffled some of that sound. Right. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's a statute of limitations on child uh, <laughs> child protective services because uh, I don't know. I don't know, Joe. Yeah, I'm the one who was, made my you know, my daughter and her best friend listen to Captain Beefheart on their right, way uh, to <laughs> middle school when I would drive them. So. <laughs> my kids, uh, I they drive around like, what the hell are you listening to? Mm. Like it's right. the flip of what it usually is. Usually, like. The dad can't stand the kids' music, right. and they're like, right. you know, what is this? Yeah, but, but well, yeah, the no. cool thing is with, with your kids, if, if they like good stuff, then you got a symbiosis going because you can give them stuff and they can give you stuff. And you're like, oh, I had, like, I, I, this came up a few weeks ago. Um, my son hit me to, he goes, Dad, there's this guy I want you to see this video, this guy named MF Doom. And so oh, we, yeah. like, we watched it, and then I started, I talked about it on the next episode, and then, like, the day after, I went on, you know, the internet was like, oh, he, oh, he died. I was like, fuck, you know. Yeah, that's time. I listened to your episode and I'm like, wait a minute, you just talked about that. I did, you, I know. You know, I knew you recorded it like a, a week, at least we a week did. before. And I'm yes. like, I'm like, that's weird timing. Yeah, was, I knew, yeah, he was, I knew he was actually already deceased when we recorded the episode. Oh, right. It was because they didn't it even. It wasn't known, right? It, right. His like, family didn't even, he died in like October and they didn't release it until. And so Henry hit me to that stuff. And then, of course, you know, we'll play stuff for them and they'll be like, oh, you know, they get stuff from us, especially my daughter. We have a, yeah, our daughter, we, we share a lot of music. Uh, all right. So now we get to the final track. Uh, and this, to me, this is the stoner. If you wanted, if you were expecting <laughs> stoner rock, this is the stoner rock, yeah, stoner yeah. rock that uh, we were promised. Uh, <laughs> because right. this has got it all. Well, uh, I think if you get to this point in the record and you're dis- disappointed in the stoner aspect, you don't really know what stoner rock is because this is hard. <laughs> yeah. This is very much stoner rock. Very yeah, much. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So let's listen to how do we how are we pronouncing Gan- this? Ganges, uh, the River Ganges, right? Yeah, the river. Yeah. Yep. Okay. There you go. Ganges. Let's listen.
so yeah, there is a there is a lot going on here with guitars and violins and uh, yeah. tape manipulations, but uh, it's great. It's it's all very glorious sounding, you know, mm, yeah. noisily glorious. And I noticed in the mix is very much a '70s mix. Like there's okay, there's one guitar is off to the left and one guitar is off to the right. Like the bass is in the middle, and then the drums. The the very '70s aspect is that the drums are mixed so they're spread across the entire spectrum, so that when he hits the different tom toms, it oh, yeah. it moves from left to right like you're like standing like right in front of the drum kit. I like you know I'm, I play drums. That's like my primary instrument, and I kind of like that because it sounds like when I'm sitting at the kit. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that song is um, kind of a emblematic of their the jam releases that they've done where the you know the self-release yeah uh, right longer like cdr stuff right uh, where they're just kind of just totally jamming in in their uh, in their practice space and stuff their studio yeah, yeah. I, I, I i i just i get the vibe i get would be that these would be interesting people to hang around with so which is good you know a lot of times you'll listen to records and be like oh yeah but you know i wouldn't want to be around those people um yeah. these, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, good point. These seem no, like people that would be interesting to hang out with and, and talk with. They might have a, a lot of interesting ideas. Yeah, they're super nice, too. Like, every one of them in the band it was always approachable. And, like, you know, as the years gone on, I've, like, worked with them on different things, and they're all, like, just super nice. Um, they're all, yeah, they all do, um, like, they either make art and or they work at, like, galleries in Philly ah, and stuff yeah, like that. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was always kind of interesting, like how the, it's sort of like Gavin and Betty sort of do that right down in Miami. They kind of they um, do, uh, yes, they art are. and and working galleries yeah, exactly. and you know about, uh, uh, install Holly stuff Hunt. and yep, Holly Hunt, yeah. uh, Gavin and Betty, and they also they actually have a new band, Savic now. Right. They have a band oh yeah, yeah, with two other people, right? Is that exactly? Right? Yep, yeah. two other. And uh, yeah, they're great. And uh, Betty was a great guest before, and you were a great guest, Joe. And and you seem like someone that would be awesome to I hang agree. out with. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I agree. You really, uh, and not just because you're a, a patron of a. Of, no, uh, it's not <laughs> about it's not about the money at all. It's not. I'm, I'm yeah. serious, man. It's not about but the money. Doesn't... All right, so Joe, if someone has just been enthralled by you and wants to know more about you, what's the best way for people to find uh, whatever it is that you've been doing lately? Uh, yeah, uh, my website carbonrecords.com is probably the main point you can find me at. Okay. Okay, awesome. And then from there you can find me everywhere else. So. And can you, right. you know, can can your releases be found, can you download your releases from Carbon or are you like a vinyl only or how would they go about buying merch from Carbon Records? Yeah, I got. I mean, you can buy from my site, uh, but like digitally and, and stuff. I also have a Bandcamp site, so right. it's like carbon carbon dash records. Okay. Bandcamp.com. Okay. Um, yeah. So I have. Uh, yeah, working on a couple of releases for this year. So. Oh, Fantastic. nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. I'm glad we finally we got you on the show, yeah, and me you too. brought you brought something that was not on me and Barry's radar, but was really awesome to uh, yeah. to hear. To learn about and yeah, hopefully this one's we'll, a keeper like we, we, we buy that we buy the material for to mix the show and like some of it i'm like done with it i'm like okay it's just you know all right that's just a mm-hmm. business expense this one's actually <laughs> staying in the in the collection because i would gladly listen to this record over and over again yeah let me know if you want it, recommendations on other of the records I, but i, I, I kind of think they're all great will. <laughs> Definitely right. will. All right. All right. Yeah. So next, Barry, our next next week proper, our next proper episode, we're pretty right. 
pretty excited about this too. We're going to be doing uh, Pink Floyd Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Now, a few weeks ago, we did uh, um, a Todd Phillips came on and we did a Mission of Burma record uh, yes. versus. And for this episode, we have uh, uh, Mr. Roger Miller, singer guitar player for Mission of Burma, is yeah. going to be our guest talking about Piper at the Gates of Dawn. So we are excited about that. I know Barry is really excited. We're also going to record a bonus episode with my niece, Lauren, and Barry's going to explain to her how she shouldn't like Hamilton because it's not historically accurate. I'm not going to do that, but I, I'm going to... And uh, I, I will bring up the fact that he was definitely anti-democracy. So, you know. Lynn, you're talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda? It was anti-democracy? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. He seems like a nice guy, Barry. Right. Uh, all right, but anyway, that's our next couple of episodes. Alexander uh, Hamilton was in. Ah, uh, okay. I thought you were talking about Lynn Manuel. No. Uh, all right. So uh, once again, uh, if you guys want to become patrons like our guest tonight, Joe Tunis, you can go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and become a patron. Uh, follow us on Instagram at, at that record got me high on Facebook. That record got me high, and also that Facebook group got me high. Me and Barry post many cute uh, wonderful little humorous right. memes and uh it's a lot of fun and you know we're all about fun now in this in this all hell about fun that's right yeah. you kids uh, we're all about fun we are so thanks again for listening thanks again joe for being a guest yeah man yeah it was great thanks for locking awesome Our all right pleasure. so we'll, we'll see you guys next week we are that record got me high we are out <laughs>
he was standing gazing on there was only woman in the world i ever loved well she's gone she's gone on her bed there Said, be just as good as you can be. Well, I'm sorry I couldn't be with you. So you could have these last few words with me. I can have no more